Welcome to episode 35 of the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers. If you're a volunteer who works with teenagers, this podcast is for you. If you're one of our brand new listeners, thank you for joining us. You are in the right place. Hey, I'm Chris Trent, and I work with the Next Gen Ministry for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. I've worked with teenagers for a little over 30 years now, and uh, and I just I love pointing teenagers to Jesus, and I especially love people uh, and being around people who also like pointing people to Jesus. And that's you if you're listening. So thanks for joining us. Hey, I'm joined each week by my awesome co-host, Jennifer Fletcher, great Woo! friend, former ministry people together back in the day, back in the day. I've reached that stage where I have things like back in the day, Jennifer. Chris doesn't want to call me a coworker, but I mean, you know, former yeah. coworker. <laughs> former, former coworker. Yeah. Right. But so you're a friend uh, too. It's okay. Yeah. But Jennifer, uh, Jennifer's a real life volunteer. I like how you say that all the time. You're a real life yeah. volunteer. That you, have, you, have, you work with girls in our student ministry uh, at the church. I served at for a long time and you were on staff there for a while. And For sure. We just love getting to be a part of this thing. So uh, it's great. What's been yeah. going on? How's life? How's the kids? Life's good. Got three kids now. If you're listening, yep. you know, I took a little break. I had a baby in October and so she's good. All three are starting to sleep on the same schedule and that How is are the like brothers a, doing as far as just being brothers. Like, are they digging the brother thing? Yeah. You know, I, um, they, they definitely, it's definitely like the boys and dad a lot in the yeah, evenings yeah, yeah. and then like mom and the baby. And, um, yeah. I think they're fine with that. One could care less about her and the other cares too much about her where you're like, okay, but cool. A little space, a little space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. So, that's but awesome. they're enjoying it. Yeah. They're doing good. That's good. We're excited for you. Glad that's yeah. all going well. And uh, yeah, well, Hey friends, before we jump into today's episode, uh, please be sure to subscribe. And also if you don't mind, uh, leave it, leave a review. It really makes a difference as far as getting the word out about the podcast. And uh, we, we've had some people starting to do that. So that is super helpful. And so we, uh, we appreciate you doing that. Uh, Jennifer, I'm excited about today's episode. I think this is, a, you know, it's a challenging topic, what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And, you know, it feels like, you know, as a guy who's been doing this a hot minute, um, it, it, it's interesting. I think maybe when I was in my, like, late 20s, if you told me one day I would have to have, uh, that would be recording a podcast. First of all, I'd be going, what's a podcast? Because they didn't exist. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then I'd also Are be you saying, from the if, future? I know, like, yeah, if you said, Hey, you're going to be doing, you're going to be talking about anxiety and the impact that it's having on teenagers. I would have been like, wait, what? Really? Like, mm. I mean, come on. Like, you know, but fact is, is that anxiety and the way it's impacting teenagers, it's a real thing that we're having to deal with in youth ministry that these days. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, Chris, we could do like a whole series on anxiety and as a volunteer, yeah. how to not let students anxiety impact your own anxiety and this cyclical cycle that we can sometimes get in. But anxiety is so real. And we know it's so prevalent. I mean, we were talking earlier, pre pandemic, we knew this was an issue among teenagers. But you know, pre pandemic, we were looking at maybe one in eight kids having anxiety post pandemic, yeah. we're at one in three. Um, you know, I was listening to a, a stat the other day that even girls are two times more likely to have anxiety, but boys are more likely than girls to seek professional help for anxiety. Um, and so it's just really interesting. It's impacting so many of our students yeah. and so many of us as adults. So we need to talk I about think it. It's important. All what you just said is important to note, too. A lot of times I think we want to think, oh, well, this is the touchy feely side of things. This is girls. But in yeah, all actuality, right. we've, we've got guys that are struggling 
in a way where it's starting to impact them. And even, you know, one of the main ways it can present itself, especially more middle school, if you're a volunteer or middle schoolers and you've got some guys in your group that you are like, oh, they're so ADD. They they might be so ADD or they yeah. might really be struggling with some anxiety and not know how to express it sure. and how to tell you about it. And so yeah. this is impacting well, you, boys and girls. It's huge. Yeah. And so you may notice we don't have a special guest. This, I think this is the first time we've done just the two of us. But the reason I decided uh, we decided to do it this way, honestly, Jennifer, you've actually... This is something that you're passionate about and mm-hmm. something you've done quite a bit of research on your own already about. So today, it's almost like we're kind of we're really going to be picking your brain a lot, Jennifer, on some of this stuff. And <laughs> got my and, best uh, to stay focused. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stay focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, let's jump in this thing. And uh, and I think the first thing is super important that you and I talked about, and that was just this idea of understanding your role as a volunteer in all of this. Yes. Yeah, you know, I mean, we talk about wanting to help. And a lot of times you're in a position as a volunteer, a student has shared something with you, your brain is cueing you that maybe they're dealing with more anxiety, maybe something is going on. And this panic can set in Chris of like, I have to fix them, I have to help them. Um, I can't tell you the amount of nights that I had trouble falling asleep, because I thought, what if I didn't do the right thing for that student? And what if I what if what if what if, and so it's super helpful to remember that God's created all of us uniquely and differently. And he's given us different gifts and strength that pour into different roles. And so with the students that we're talking about in this episode, right? You're not their parent. You're not their pediatrician. You're not their licensed professional counselor. Right. Um, and, and you're their mentor and God needs you to yes. be their friend yes. and mentor. And that's a totally. valuable role. Yes. Um, but yeah, you can miss if you're trying to be somebody that you're not meant to be then they're not having that friend mentor role anymore because you're trying to pretend and imposter somebody else. And so it's just important to remember who you are. Um, and if you are a parent, great. You're not that kid's parent. Or if you are a doctor or professional counselor, awesome. You're probably not with the students you're volunteering with in an appropriate way, able to see them yes. in that setting. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, I, and, and Jennifer, this is huge, you know, because you and I talked about it at the beginning too. It's important that everybody listening understands that you and I, while we are practitioners of youth ministry mm-hmm. and we think a lot about youth ministry, we also are not professional counselors. For sure. And we're not in any way, I hope you don't hear us in any way saying in this podcast, here are all of your answers on how to deal with this thing as much as the are more, these are more like just practical suggestions on how to move forward uh, with some of these things. I think what's important about number one, though, also, Jennifer, uh, is understanding your role is because I feel like in youth ministry, as I've done this over the years, every once in a while I will run across a volunteer that they're getting a lot of their own self-worth out of how much they are helping mm. teenagers. Yeah. And in that, that can be real dangerous. You know, if you're starting to want to, if you, you know, the, an over overstatement would be say, if you got that savior complex, you know, where you're yes. trying to rescue, 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 you know, instead of uh, knowing what you can and cannot do and, and helping them in that. So I think, well, knowing your roles, it really matters. I think with that too, you know, with whatever role we're talking about volunteering in student ministry, whether it's anxiety or whether it's just like helping them learn how to read scripture for the first time, right? we don't want them to be dependent on us. We want them to be able to go off into their schools and into adulthood and be able to read the Bible for themselves, be able to seek help when they're dealing with different things and they need medical help. Um, and so we don't need to, you know, create this dependency relationship where a student can't thrive without us. That's not healthy for the student long term. 
Yeah, totally. So yeah, I agree. Well, so so there's no doubt that there will be some people listening that are a lot like me, and they've just probably not read a whole lot about anxiety. You know, they hear about it, talked about, but they don't really know. Uh, even when we say, hey, anxiety is impacting your youth group right now, they're like, okay, but I really don't see that. I don't understand mm-hmm. the how part there. How would you describe anxiety, at least the kind of anxiety that we're talking about, um, maybe compared to just what would be normal life even? Yeah, I think that's a huge, uh, important question, even for us, as we try to differentiate among the students in our group and trying to see, Hey, which students are really struggling with real anxiety where I need to get our pastor involved, their parents involved, point them in the direction of some medical help for clinical anxiety. And then which students are just nervous or just lonely or, um, you know, we talk a lot and, and I'm not sure that Chris used to do this in uh, his full-time student ministry job, but I used to keep a feelings wheel with me that I would hand out to girls um, because... Yeah, no, I don't really know you, that you I You didn't do that a lot <laughs> with uh, middle school guys. <laughs> um, but I think that it goes back to your question. When we're trying to define anxiety, we're trying to help students. Students only know big terminology. They hear on TV, they hear at school that somebody's depressed, that she had a panic attack, that he is, you know, these like big traumatic words. We're trying to help a student realize, yeah, I get nervous before exams too, or before I have a big work meeting or before whatever. Being nervous about something doesn't mean that you have this longstanding issue of anxiety. That's just an emotion that the Lord has given you. He created you with emotions. That's okay. It's part of the deal. Yeah. And, and, and to help them know like, okay, that's okay. God created me. God created me. Everything God made is good. He gave me emotions. Let me learn how to filter some of those. But when we're talking about anxiety with students, I would say that's when a student is stuck. And so what I mean Uh by that is, Hey, I'm nervous about, you know, I'm, I'm going to a new school next year and I'm nervous about making new friends. That's fine. Versus, I'm in this like stuck loop in my brain where I can't get yeah. out of the fact that like everything is setting me off and making me afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for some kids that can result in behavioral issues, correct? Right. Right. Yeah. I think when kids get stuck like that, they don't know what to do. So they either internalize it and they're hard on themselves and they're always beating themselves up. Um, you know, there's a example with girls of if, if girls walk in the room and girl A says hi to girl B and girl B is kind of sassy instead of thinking like, oh, maybe she was in a fight today or maybe her dad said something that hurt her feelings or her brother or whatever. They think, oh, what did I do wrong in that situation? Yeah. That is more anxiety. It's all focused on me. So that either you internalize it behaviorally or you externalize it. And those would be those like, do you have ADHD? <laughs> Are you OK, kids? Yeah. Where they're just off the yeah. chain and you're like, maybe there's something else going on here that we need to process with you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no doubt. So, so if you, if you start to sense that a kid in your group has anxiety, how are you responding to that? You know, I think it goes back to what we first said first. Remember your role as their volunteer is, is to get them the help that they need. And so while we want, and we know we want to pray for them, we know that the Lord is the one that provides healing. We also know though, that if your kid broke their arm, you, you wouldn't say like, oh, we'll just Good luck. I'll tell Jesus to fix your broken bone for you again. Pray for healing for his bone, but also go to the doctor, get your bone set. Sure. Um, And so I think the biggest role for a volunteer, if you sense that you're, you have a student that's not just trying to put vocabulary to everyday normal feelings, but is really dealing with anxiety 
it would be to get your pastor and then hopefully the kid's parents involved. If a kid really has anxiety, they need to speak with somebody in a more professional right. level. And, and remember this, whenever you're, you know, because for a lot of volunteers, this would be a very nerve wracking sort of moment here. How am I going to yes. approach a parent and say, hey, it's I think you're terrifying. Something's wrong, something's wrong with your kid. Um, and I think part of it is to, to give yourself a little bit of a break there and realize you don't have to go in and diagnose. No, 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 no. I think your kid is dealing with this as much as you're just saying, hey, I just want to make you aware. There seems to be something a little bit extra going on here. Um, Here are some things that I'm seeing. And I just want to make sure that you're aware of that. And, of course, your pastor or whoever's in charge of that group. But some of you all listening, you are the in-charge person. You know, you're a volunteer that you're kind of leading. Uh, Again, I think that's where, you know, you just have to put your own parenting hat on if you are a parent and realize you're not going to walk in and say, hey, something's wrong with your kid. Your kid's broke. As much as you're saying, hey, I just want to make you aware of these things, just in case you weren't aware of these things, because because it it seems like maybe something might be going on there. And, you know, I want you to know about it. I think that's huge. Yeah, because we're not we're not diagnosing your kid. We just want to make you as the parent aware. So even just saying like, hey, you know, I was talking with Chris and he shared some things that made me think he just is kind of stuck in this loop of feeling nervous about stuff like this. Has he expressed any of that to you? Um, You know, and and then let the parents choose. You know, obviously there's times where you feel like you need to escalate more and whatever. And I would say definitely, you know, use the staff at your church to help you in those situations. And we have a whole other podcast on stuff like that. But um. And, you know, kids will always be nervous. They don't want you to tell their parents. Um, but the truth is, and, you know, every family receives that and is willing to get help differently. Um, and that's, again, where it's not it's not our job to be their legal guardian sure. um, yeah, as a volunteer. Yeah. So are there some practical, again, not not like clinical type things here as much as like just some practical when when kids are, are feeling anxiety and are stressed out and feeling overwhelmed, um, are there some things that we could suggest that maybe a volunteer could help you know, yes. kids deal with or help do? I, I think there's so many practical tips that, that counselors give kids and that they would work through the, the setting of, hey, let's develop these skills. But when you're sitting in a conversation, you don't want to just sit there and be like, yeah, man, that's a bummer stinks for you, you know? And so being able to say like, Hey, I totally, I have felt that way. Um, I love Beth Moore always talks about how when we share with kids, we want them to come away going, wow, look what God can do. Not wow. Look what she did. Mm -hmm. And so as you're sharing back to remember to, you know, if a kid tells me X, Y, and Z is going on and they're feeling very anxious, I should respond with, you know, when I have felt anxious before, these are some things that have helped me. I don't need to give them that full story of what situations made me feel anxious. Um, but in that, a couple things that I enjoy telling kids, um, counselors would tell, call them grounding techniques. Okay. Grounding techniques in the most basic sense is just over-engaging one of your five senses is the easiest way to understand it. Sure. Um, I always tell students, my favorite example for them is I tell students that your brain is like a smoke detector. Yep. And so... Uh, my smoke detector in my home, it cannot differentiate between a legitimate fire and the fact that Jennifer's a bad cook and I burned a frozen pizza. Okay. It just, it can't tell. And so yeah. it senses smoke and it sets off and our brain does that with yes. the smoke alarm. I just needed to reset it. And so a grounding technique is simply to reset your brain. It is not to do the hard work 
later that they can do in counseling of what's causing my anxiety, the right. long-term help for it. Um, I love to have students hold something hot, like a cup of coffee, hot chocolate, tea. Sure. They can feel that it's hot. They can feel the steam. They can taste it. They can smell it. Um, if they are sitting in class, you know, taking their shirt between their finger and their thumb and just really hypersensing on what does that feel like? The material of yeah, their shirt yeah. can help reset their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's refocusing really, right? It's really refocusing. You're tricking I'm your focusing brain on this versus this stuff. Yes. In my head. Yeah. Yes. And then the other real practical thing would be um, that kids need to learn how to breathe. Yeah. There's so much research on how taking deep breaths and breathing can help sure. us reset our mind in the same way. And, um, and so even just giving them like a, Breathe in for four, yeah. hold it for seven, breathe out for eight. They can That's do right. that on a basketball court. They can do that in a classroom. They can do that anywhere. No one needs to know that they're doing that, you know, but helping them just remember before they can do work to figure out what's causing anxiety and how to handle their anxiety long term, right. they have to let their body calm down. And so I That's think that totally. those are practical tools we can share. You know, as I've been thinking about this, Jennifer, um, I feel like you and I have had to deal with this quite a few times, especially, you know, youth, maybe first thing, maybe say youth ministry moments that can trigger anxiety almost. Mm. And I feel like a lot of times, you know, it's not so much that like, say on a Sunday morning during normal, simple, plain stuff, this is happening, right? Or right. that even on like a Wednesday night that this is happening a lot. Well, boy, on some of the trips that we've been on with kids. There's yes. a lot of stress going on when there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of being on time, not being on a time. Did you get this one thing? A lot of announcements being made or being at youth camp and all the chaos of youth camp. Mm-hmm. That's where I've seen moments for both guys and girls where yes. they've just sort of been like, bam, it's like everything just hits and that anxiety just kicks in, which means it's already, it was probably already there, you know, um, in some ways, but all of the, but that's where the things you what maybe think the things you were just talking about where you just got to get them to slow down for a minute and yes. reset, kind of that grounding technique that you talked about, you know. Well, um, and you and I have to help. Like you listening to this as the volunteer, you do this probably all the time in your everyday oh, yes. life, yeah, where sure. you get overwhelmed, you get overstimulated, you're exhausted, you're tired. You can tell that your heart rate's going faster, and you got to right. go walk it off for a minute. So of totally. course we should share these same things with our kids. And, um, you know, even thinking girls will be much better at like, yes, let me focus on this one thing. Guys might need to like, Hey, go, go take a physical break somewhere, go walk, go pace, go just do something, Yes, get some of that energy out for a minute. Um, and not that other girls don't need to do that too, but sure. typically yeah. most, most of the boys will. Yeah, friends, and, and and again, if you're listening and you're still not convinced, you know, I, I, I had another thought here. I, you know, I heard somebody say recently uh, when it comes to anxiety and the things that we're dealing with, um, and I can't, I, I saw it like on one of my social media flipping through stories moments, right? Uh, but this person said that they are convinced that we were never meant to know as much as we know when it comes to just the bad stuff that's going on in the world. Oh uh, yeah. Due to the, yeah. Due to, like, so due to the fact that we're so connected, we know compared to even 20 years ago, 30 years ago, think right. of a teenager today and how much information they're aware of 
of right. all the bad that's going on, all the not so good, all the struggles, all the who's getting along with who's, and even 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 if you drill that down into their own interpersonal relationships of who's likes who and who doesn't like who and who's mad at who and who's all of that is free flowing information and the sheer amount of that all the way down to interpersonal, all the way up to like there being, you know, war torn countries and right. major problems in the world and school shootings and all of these things um, that our brains were never, that we were not, we're not wired in a way where we should be able to handle that much negative, that much. No, stuff. we're overloaded. Right. Yes. So, so in that, you think of a teenager today that is now being fed all of that and the weight that comes with that, right? Um, that's why this really, really is a real thing. And that yes. probably has a lot to do why we're dealing with not just one in three, but now, or not just one in eight or one in nine, right. but rather now we're dealing with one in three struggle. Again, because they're still in the process of growing up and developing, and now they've got the weight of all this other stuff, literally the they, weight of the world. That's they do, which is why we yeah. have to teach them just yeah. these basic things, you know, like yes. it, it seems like, oh, well, yeah, of course, if you're feeling overwhelmed, you should take deep breaths. Right. But, but they're being inundated constantly. And so they haven't stopped long enough to go like, oh, these are practical tips that I could do. Um, yeah. And this happens to me. right? I, and I, I, I'm assuming, do you ever find yourself, Jennifer, in that moment where you're actually pretty stressed, there's a lot going on, but then what do you turn, and all of a sudden you find yourself on your phone flipping through stories or whatever, and you're just like, this, this is, is not helping. helpful. <laughs> Why did I do that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this yes. is not helping me. I need yeah, to take. I mean, yeah. you know, we know there's a bajillion statistics out there. Like right. obviously the ride, we talked about it last week on our episode. Obviously the rise of technology is sure. not helping any of this. Um, and so, you know, we've got yeah. to help them step aside, pull away for a minute. Totally. Well, any other thoughts? Hopefully, friends, this is kind of helpful to you. Any other thoughts, Jennifer, that you'd you like know, to share? You know, again, we're not trying—we're not trying to give you a comprehensive, complete schooling in anxiety as much as we're trying to give you a few tips to be aware of. But anything else come to your mind? I think I think the other thing that I would just add to it is just the reminder to make sure that you have healthy ways that you're handling your anxiety because mm-hmm. those—that's what's going to come across as you're counseling and talking with students. And I say counseling in a volunteer way, not in a professional way. Sure. Um, you know, when a student tells you that they're feeling overwhelmed, you for sure felt overwhelmed at some point this week in your home and yes. in your work yeah. or with your relationships. And so if you have healthy habits and ways for you to handle that stress, that's going to naturally come across as you're talking to those students. And so um, since we know no matter what youth group you're in, no matter what size, no matter what your setting is, we know statistically you have students that are dealing with anxiety. And so you as a volunteer, the best thing that you can do for your students is turn to the Lord and work on your own anxiety. And then that will influence Huge. them. And friends, just also as a reminder, you know, we talk about this a lot on the youth ministry podcast for volunteers. Um, you hear us emphasize over and over and over again, the importance of relationships and listen, there's a place for big youth ministry, big, fun, wacky youth ministry. I get it. There's a place. It's important to have an entry level, you know, or entry spot, you know, front kind of a front door for your students in your community to come be a part. But I'm telling you, at the end of the day, this is another example where what we're seeing in teenagers, it it, it reinforces what we're saying about building relationships because it's mm-hmm. it's through relationships that they can have with you as volunteers 
that's how ultimately they can flesh some of these things out. And they're not going to be able to flesh these things out um, standing in a room with 30 or 40 other yeah. teenagers playing wacky games. That's yeah. not the place you flesh out. I'm struggling with anxiety. So, so yeah, again, so create those spaces. Got to create this space, got to build those relationships. Super, super important. So good stuff, Jennifer. Overwhelming as always, but volunteers know this. We're praying for y'all. Uh, man, we, 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 our hope is that you will continue to do what you're doing and uh, continue to point kids to Jesus and know that um, uh, what you're doing matters and it really sure. will make a difference in the long run. Well, that does it for today's episode. Gosh, I feel like it flew by. Well, just the two of us. It's like, well, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to filter because I'm feeling like we could just talk on this for hours and nobody wants know, to listen right? to us do yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. It's great. It's good stuff. Well, hey, uh, friends, if you've ever wanted to be a part of a group uh, of a group of folks that can even help when you're having these kind of questions, we just want to tell you about our, our student ministry Facebook group, uh, Georgia Student Ministry Facebook group. Uh, if you go to student uh, ministry network, uh, dot com, uh, that or, or I messed up here. Yeah, that's right. Studentministrynetwork.com. That will get you there. I apologize for the flub there. I messed that up for a second. Um, but yeah, you can go there and it'll, it'll, it'll tell you about how you can be a part of a Facebook group and you can ask questions. You can say, Hey, I got this kid that's dealing with this. Any recommendations? And these folks will, will really help you, uh, do that. So would love for you to be a part of that thing. And, uh, also speaking of community. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't forget to, Hey, hit that subscribe button and, uh, and leave a review. But, uh, yeah, what were you going to say? As oh. a speaking of community for students and the relationships, yes. if you also need relationship yes. and community, oh yeah, totally, we got you. Man. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. it's good. For got that. you covered. And hey, we again, as Chris said, we are so thankful for your investment and the ways that you're volunteering. But we also know that sometimes you can feel like, am I making a difference? Does this matter? And so, join us next time, episode thirty six. We're going to actually be talking to be some senior pastors on why they need you and the importance of how we you have to make call them their like vision brother run. so-and-so and, or like doctors. If they're doc- <laughs> no, we're not going to. We're calling them by the, the, reverend. Um, <laughs> the reverend. But but seriously, we know so many wonderful student uh, senior pastors who need you volunteering in their student ministries, and they're so thankful for you. And so we want to really encourage you in next episode. Make sure you join us for that. Also, a huge shout out and thanks to the Georgia Baptist Mission Board for allowing us to provide this resource. We're thankful for the churches that give to the cooperative program. We couldn't do this without you. So we appreciate all of your generosity. And as a guy who gets paid by them, I'm thankful as well. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, and if you need anything, you can find us at studentministrynetwork.com. That'll link you to like my email and some other information there. And you can find both Jennifer and I uh on the Instagram as well, Chris Trent, Jennifer Fletcher, we're both out. It's Jennifer Fletcher for you, right? It's just straight. You have your whole yes. Instagram. Yep. I think it's Jennifer Fletch. Oh, Jennifer Fletch. I think. Fletch. Search okay. Chris. Oh, cool. Find his friends. Jennifer Fletch in there. <laughs> Are we friends on this. Instagram? Okay, cool. Awesome. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. We love you. Keep up the great work.